Okay, we uh, just started at the end of the class the 21st essay on the worlds of Bria, Yetzira, and Asiya. Okay, so this is uh, a very esoteric and uh, concept, so it's hard to integrate this uh, first time you're hearing it. And it's uh, dealing with metaphysical realities. So quickly uh, to review those worlds. Aside from, and, and these are planes of reality that exist. And the only world we really have any understanding is the bottom world is the world of Asiya, which is the world where things happen in this world. And that includes the uh, constellations, space, everything that has some kind of matter. And that's the world that we are in. And uh, that's the world of Asiya. And each world has more and more, uh, um, more and more concealment of Hashem. When we're in this world, you can't even think there's a God at all in this world. Okay, when you're going the other way, there's less and less concealment of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we've got Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who is beyond. So then we're dealing with that first realm of existence, which we call the world of Atsilus, where it's so um, ether- it's so uh, uh, metaphysical. There's like there's nothing there except what we would call the world of thought, which is the source of where everything is going to come into the world. And therefore it's called Atzilus because it's like Eitzel next to Hashem where everything is a distillation of all the powers that Hashem could have and yet they've not been released at all. So it's like where, again, we're starting from Hashem and we're ending with the world. Hashem's here, which totally we have no idea what it is. We have a world that we see everything that we feel in touch. From up here to down here, there is uh, steps, degradations, uh, going down and down, where here it's all Hashem. There's nothing but Hashem, okay? Here, it's all not Hashem. So we've got to get from here to here, and that takes stages, yeah? Does it correspond to anything to that Neshama Ruach? Yes, it's all going to correspond. It's all going to correspond. So the world of Atsilus, as we said, is also the world of Machshava, where it's just the source of all that reality. It's in potential. All the spheros are there in potential. So all you got is this uh, degree of potential that's there, a potential that exists from its being connected to Hashem, which is the source of all that. All right, and that is also understood as the world of ayin, of nothing, because there's nothing but Hashem in this world. So now, that's the first world. So we can say that's like Hashem's thoughts. It's like, but it's it's really just Hashem, but it's still the, the something, but it's almost nothing. Okay, now we go to the world of Bria, which distills from Atsilus, and now we get some beginning of creation. And therefore, this is what we call the Yesh 
the something mayayin from the nothing, which was the world of Atsilus. In other words, compared to the world of Atsilus, which is complete godliness, and we have no idea at all, it's totally ayin, we have no idea. So in this world, there's a little bit of something, and this is what we mystically call the Merkava, the chariot of Kedusha. And that is where already, if there's already something which is very subtle, there's an ability for some kind of evil to be there. And what we call the highest level malachim are there, the servants of the Kisei HaKavod. And their job is to be responsible that all of God's conduct uh, is uh, to receive or our lower avoda down here and to bring it up. And also to bring God's conduct below. So in other words, it's, so to speak, the uh, receiving grounds, the middleman, where okay, if Hashem wants to send things down from the world of Atzilus, that's all the potential. So now there's certain high-level malachim that they get the word from Hashem, something's coming down. And as well, from us, things coming up. So there was the malachim that say, this is what came up from mankind, Hashem, we'd like you to evaluate this. Okay, so this is... Well, Yaakov, he, that's the top of the ladder. The ladder is from the world of Bria down, and then says Hashem was on the top. So that's the world of Atzilus, and, and he was on the bottom. This is what Hashem was showing Yaakov. You have to realize that you are part of all these worlds. Okay? Now, so that's Bria. Something's been created, but a little bit. Yesh Mayayin. Something from nothing. Then we go from there to the world of Yitzira, where things begin to take some kind of shape, so to speak. And that's the world of the Malachim that we are used to, and the multitudes of Malachim. And there are many Shlichim for all this. And again, malachim going up, malachim going down. We create malachim that are there, that are going to go up, and then Hashem brings malachim to come down for us. And like the Gemara says, there isn't anything in the world that doesn't grow without an angel settling to grow that little blade of grass. And then we come down to this final world of Asiya, as we have over here, because now things are actually happening in this world. Okay, and therefore, any light that comes from Hashem, let's say the light of Chesed, okay, that's going to start. Now, remember, there's ten spheros in every world, so whatever that distilled and most, um, uh, you know, beyond metaphysical reality of Chesed starts in that world, then it goes down to the world of Bria, where now it goes to higher level Malachim who take it to lower level malachim till it comes down into this world. Okay, that's the, that's the idea of these different planes of existence. They're really all existing at the same time. Each one conceals less of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or conceals more, whichever way you want to look at it. In the, where Hashem is, there's no concealment at all. But once we start, there's a little bit of concealment a little more concealment till we come down here. Uh, yeah? They are existing at the same time? If all, all happening at the same time. So we're in, so I don't know, I can't physically draw this picture. 
you know, I can't draw a picture. It's not one world on top of another. It's not one world that is surrounding another. It's just there. Okay? It, it's all, uh, let's give a marshal. Where are the atoms in this room? Where are they? Here. Okay. So, are they on top of the table? Are they in the table? Is the, the table, table on top table. of it? They're on the table. Yeah. Well, whatever. So, like, it's hard. It's hard to describe that. And an atom is still physical. Yeah, true. So now you're doing things that aren't physical. So they're all simultaneously occurring. So they are not so physical, with, how the time will matter then? How's what? How the time will matter if they're not physical then? Time, time and matter. Physical matter. So they don't necessarily have it. They don't have time. They don't have time, they don't have matter. But they're existing at the same time as... This That's right, go figure it out. <laughs> go figure it out. Okay, that, that's, that's metaphysical realities. Okay, now, that's basically what we were trying to get across yesterday. But there's so much more that's going on over here. So the Shalah says that the three lower worlds, and those are worlds we're going to focus on more, of Bria. So you should remember some acronyms. Abia, Abia is Aleph, Beis, Yudayin, which is Aleph for Atzilus, Beis is for Bria, Yud is for Yitzira, Ayin is for Asiya. So it's called Abiyah. Yeah. And therefore, we're going to deal with Biyah, the last three. And they uh, correspond to the elements of the person's neshama. So now, our neshama that we discussed, nefesh, ruach, neshama, and then even higher than that, chay yechida. So our neshama exists in these worlds all at the same time. The same idea over here. So, for example, the chelak neshama, the part of our part that's neshama, that's the thinking part. That's the part that it really is beyond us, but it's from which we can understand godly wisdom and things like that. That that is existing in the world of Bria. It's in that world, okay? Which again is not a world you can really see. Our our part that's the ruach. That's our emotion and things like that. That is in the world of Yitzira. And again, you can't really see emotion. You can only see the effect of emotion. But the chilek of the nefesh, the lowest, is in the world of Asiya. Okay? So therefore, our soul, not our body, okay? But our soul will find itself in corresponding worlds just like the whole universes and the worlds per se, element, levels of existence, and each level has a different ground rules. Asiya has the rules of nature. Newtonian physics can apply to the world of Asiya. There's different, there's, and physics can only be in the world of Asiya because it's gotta be physical. So now there's different scientific realms above that that go according to different rules which you have to be an incredible Kabbalist to have any idea of what that's talking about. But this is all because you're dealing with an infinite reality that has to make its way into a finite reality. So there's got to be different levels of uh, descent of existence 
to conceal more and more and more of HaKadosh Baruch okay and now those three levels of soul so you can chart this all out and I've made many charts in the past and we'll bring up uh, maybe tomorrow or next day whatever so we also have our three parts of thought, speech and action Nefesh Echaim talks extensively about this that the world of thought our thoughts parallel the world of the neshama okay and it 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 be, and it uh, it gets triggered onto our brain but our brain is not the source of the neshama the neshama is higher it's those thoughts but those thoughts spark into the brain where we recognize them and we're able to access those loftiest thoughts that come to a person the ability to speak that comes from the chalik of ruach that comes from the spirit that's from there and that will relate to the world of yitzira which is going to fashion our behavior and then the final actions correspond to the nefesh because the nefesh is the nefesh achayim, the soul of life that the human being has to be able to do activities Okay, and uh, and that enables all the body parts to work, and the blood goes through everything. This the Torah says, "Hadam hi hanefesh." The blood is the soul, and the soul is enclosed in that blood. That's the life force, and therefore its source is the liver. Okay, because that's all full of blood. Okay, and. Uh, and, and uh, all the detailed body parts who get the blood from that and gives life for every part of your body. And if you wouldn't have the blood, you would be dead. Okay? So, therefore, we've got these areas where you've got the brain, which receives from the neshama, which parallels the world of Bria. And then you've got the emotion, the speech, that comes from really the heart-lung uh, combination and that parallels to the world of Yitzira. And then you've got your action that you do that is your body parts. That's the blood and that's the physical realm and that's the world of Asiya. So therefore, what comes out of all of this is very simply, what do we need to, what's it matter to us? Every mitzvah that a person does so what are you trying to do when you're doing a mitzvah? You're trying to make a repair to every part of yourself and to every world that relates to that. Okay? So when you're doing an action, you want to make sure that that action is a proper action. And that action repairs your nefesh, keeps your nefesh healthy. And your nefesh is part of the world of Asiya, and you want that world to be healthy. And this is where one of the major causes of climate change exists. The climate change is not based on your carbon footprint, but on your Avera footprint. Okay, that's what it is. It's your, or if you wanted to play a pun on words, not your carbon, but your Corbon footprint. How, how, clo how close you are to Hashem is your Corbin footprint. And that makes a good footprint. And if it's not, it's, it's the opposite of that. 
Okay? Then, when we're speaking, when do we speak when we do a mitzvah? We make a bracha, so to speak. You're fixing up the part of you that's the ruach of the mitzvah that parallels the world of Yitzirah. And when you're thinking, having kavana, and you're doing the mitzvah for the right reason, that is coming to repair your part of the neshama that parallels the world of Bria. And therefore, the Vilna Gon says, every mitzvah that you do, okay, can make a repair or a clarification of anything good in those three worlds when you're doing everything with a mitzvah and they keep them steady and that really keeps the world flowing properly. Okay, imagine, you know, the mushal would be pipes flowing down from above and coming down. And you want to make sure the pipes in every area are clean and perfect. So every mitzvah you're doing is cleaning up and making sure strengthening all the pipes of every level of existence. Okay? And therefore, we can even take this a little bit further as we look at the human body. The Vilna Gong goes a little bit deep. If we look at the human being, so you think about it. How many general parts does the body have? Three. What are the three main parts? The head, the body, and the legs. Right? That's really the three, there's a lot of detail to that, but you've got so the, this whole area, we could call that the torso area. Right? So therefore, we could say the head, that's where your thinking happens, that relates to the world of Bria. Okay, your body and major what's going on over here is heart and lung and ability, the ability to speak comes from here, not from here. This is just the final product. If you don't have any wind and, and emotion, all that comes from here, the middle part. So that relates to the world of Yitzirah. And your legs are generally what get you to do things, even though your hands also, but your legs move you from place to place. Okay, therefore, it comes out, the Vilna Gon explains, when it says, that Hashem created man in his image. So it means that the body is the image of Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, those three worlds. And all the body parts are part of the uh, chariot, so to speak, of those three elements. Okay, now obviously, if you're going to make a blemish in Avera, you're going to be damaging part of the system. And if you're going to do misses, you're going to repair those systems. Okay, so therefore, the, the all, they all relate head, torso, legs, just like an exercise. You want to do things that, you know, deal with your core, right? Exercise and make the core. And then others for the legs, different types of exercises. And then mind you know, yoga and all that kind of stuff for the mind and, and mindfulness and all those things. All you're taking care of three areas and they're all meant to work together. So you got all these, you got three worlds, three elements of soul, three major parts of your body. Okay. And uh, it's interesting though, that although it seems that they're all kind of stuck in these places, he says a fascinating idea. There's a place in the service of a Jew that he's able to change and raise these things. In other words, 
Let's say you have a person who's very, very involved in thinking about Hashem. He's totally 24-7 thinking about Hashem. So therefore, it, he'll be able to elevate even actions from the world of Yitzira and Asiya to be pulled out and to be purified as if it was done in the world of Bria. In other words, if you're so mindful of what you're doing, the activity themselves are acts of mindfulness. So you're like pulling down, uh, let you remember, higher worlds, less concealment. So if you're mamish in the world of thought and you're mamish thinking of Hashem all the time, then what you say and what you do are going to be so mindful, there'll be less concealment of Hashem in those worlds. Because when you're thinking, you know, you, you always think great thoughts. Oh, I love Hashem and this, and that. yeah. But then when you start talking, it doesn't come out that way. Because you're not so much thinking that much. But you can t- transfer, and that's like elevating worlds, so to speak. Now, of course, the opposite can also be true. If all you're thinking about is the world of Asiya, and just thinking about disgusting things, then what's going to come out of your mouth? What's, gonna, what's your brain going to start thinking about? So this becomes a very interesting play over here because what's, suppo- what's supposed to be very low, you have the capability. Now listen, I could think about doing a mitzvah, I could talk about doing a mitzvah, then I could do the mitzvah. And okay, you've done a nice job. But if you're really thinking a lot, now the talking is going to reflect the thinking in a very deep way and your actions are going to reflect the thinking and there'll be less concealment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's how you're elevating certain realities. And if the opposite is so, that you're a, you're a person that's totally into the body and all you can think about is the body, then everything you're going to say is coming out of a body. It's like a talking donkey. And then everything you're thinking about is disgusting things that's coming from that as well. So he gives this idea because this is going to play out in so many ways because the Vilna Vagon says, so let's start looking at the different time frames in terms of the different worlds. So let's think about it. On Shabbos, the conduct of a person should be a conduct focused on Bria. You should try to be in the world of Bria as much as possible. On a weekday, you should have, you expect to have conduct of Yitzira, and at night, Asiya. So what's the Vilnagon saying over here? He's talking about where's the source of the energy that's coming in. So on Shabbos, you're getting amazing energy. And that energy is coming from a very high place with not that much concealment of God, and that's Bria. And during the weekday, the energy comes Yitzir, and at night, it comes from Asiya. And what does that have to do with our service as a person? Well, what happens, what should be happening on Shabbos, is that every physical activity of eating and every word that comes out of you should come, and this we talked about couple yesterday or before about the alias olamos elevating the worlds it should be from a complete manifestation of thought because you're in the world of thought 
and that should affect your actions that they're completely focused on above. Totally focused on Hashem. And this is where on Shabbos you're trying to enter the world of, uh, of Gan Eden and things like that, where it really is a world of the mind. But you're just elevating all those other actions, but really it's a world of thought. And that's why we said there were those who wouldn't speak except words of Torah to keep in line with that idea. Let me just finish this point. In the weekdays, we more can only expect to succeed in the world of Yitzira, okay? So which is not like Shabbos, but you could be very involved. Yitzira, remember, is spiritual things. Being a spiritual person, behaving spiritually. And therefore, you could be speaking about spiritual things, like learning and davening and things like that. And you feel all kinds of spiritual feelings as opposed to spiritual thoughts. While at night, it's the world of action. And really, what are you actively doing? Sleeping. Which is totally physical. Or eating. Remember, in the olden days, they worked until it was dark. Yeah. Came home. Before you came home, you davened min chamarv. You went home. You ate. You went to sleep. So that's the world of Asiya. Okay. So this is how we're saying. You had a question? I think it was painted. Why would the light, why would night be Asiya and day be Yitzira? You're actually acting during the day. Yeah, so therefore, since you're acting, but you really showed showing your emotions that you're going to act, but the act should be following the emotions. You're trying to elevate. In, in other words, nighttime there's not a lot to elevate because there's not really a lot to do. Now, there you can, it's much harder, it's much harder, it's not the default position. You have default positions, and then you can try to elevate those default positions. Nighttime, that's why nighttime is always like a bad time. It's a veros, people get sicker at night, that spiritual energies are not high at night. It's mostly nefesh energies. It's the world of Asiya, nighttime. Daytime, oh, you now can access much more of the world of Yitzira, which is spirituality, feelings, emotions, and things like that. So now that can, that's when you're doing that. Now you can elevate that too. But Shabbos is mamish, the default is machshav. The default is neshama. Now you can raise at every level. Okay, that's possible. It's possible that at night you could have the greatest machshavas. But that's not the natural way for it to happen. You gotta work again. To learn at night is much harder than to learn in the day. It's much easier to learn in the day than to learn at night. You're tired? Oh, you're tired, that's part of it. But you, if you're at Sadiq, it's no difference. For you, 24 seven, it's all the same. Okay, now let's see if we can get this last point in, or maybe we'll skip over here. There's all longer topics now. Um, now, there is a difference, though, between these three worlds before Adam's sin and after Adam's sin. Why? Before Adam's sin, all the worlds of Bria, Yitzir, and Asira were understood as garments to the world of Asiya. Imagine, you know, let's say my, my soul, let's say I got a body. Okay, that's, that's who I really am. Then I got an undershirt and a shirt and a jacket. They're all concealing more, but we all know that they're mine. You could see me 
You see me? Okay, these are covering me. They're only covers for me. And you know they're covers for me? Okay, you can't see every inch of my physical body. I don't think you'd want to. And then, but you know, you know clearly that covering me. And that's how the four worlds existed. Totally connected. But then, after the sin, they became separated. Okay, so instead before they were unified and we clearly saw this as just a garment and it all fit in really nicely. But after the sin of Adam and Rishon, the world, so to speak, separated and it looks like its own world. And when you, you, you it's, it's, it's as if you see a shirt that's in the air. And the shirt exists on its own. Remember the, the, the things, Mr. Invisible? Yeah. Mr. Invisible had to make sure not to wear clothes. Yeah. If you wore clothes, you could find it. Right? So, but it, imagine you have a shirt that's going through the room. I guess the shirt's going on its own. No, but it's Mr. Invisible who's wearing a shirt. But the worlds are so separated, you don't know that the world is a garment to that. And that's the, what we're going through now. When Adam Maurice was around, he he was aware of the four worlds and the fact that he saw a physical body, he knew what was connected to it, what was inside it, so to speak. And inside, that's why he had a translucent body where it gave you ideas that there's something inside this body even. The body is only, the world of Asiya, the physical body is just an extension of something, a, a garment or something gets deeper inside. So when we had the ultimate tikkun before he sinned, all the worlds were clearly understood together, working together, and as a garment for something much deeper, and you would never be fooled to think that the garment is its own reality. However, now all those worlds are separated, and therefore the job of a person in this world is to elevate the worlds. Once again, through our free will choice, through the mitzvahs and Torah that we do, and to recognize they are garments. And therefore, when you're eating food, you understand it's just a garment to connect Hashem to a person. For us to recognize the greatness of Hashem and how the food integrates into our body, into our soul, and makes us who we are. And that's our job, is to combine everything to the source of Hashem. As the famous words, remember, Mesil Sharm is a great Kabbalistic work and very concealed. And the famous words he says in the beginning, when a person elevates himself, the whole world elevates with him. That's the deeper meaning, that these worlds are part of the person. If he elevates himself and connects himself to those worlds, then he's elevated everything in that concept. And therefore, we can understand a lot of times by what you're wearing, what kind of person you are. If, you know... You go outside in the street, you see people not wearing very much. So you know what they are, they're animals. I don't know if the dogs may have more clothes than some of the ladies. Okay? While somebody who is esteemed, the president of the bank, comes in with a suit, still a rabbi has a suit. You could tell what's with this person and how much is revealed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that. Okay, we'll have to, and, and since Hashem, you don't know who Hashem is, you don't know what he is through those garments that are within Hashem. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow, Mirza Hashem.